thank you for the exhortation that you've given from Exodus about the children of Israel and God delivering them out from the hands of the Egyptians. I'm going to go back there and have the message for today. Amen. Amen. Let's go back to Exodus 14. Mm. Let me go from verse 10 or from verse 9. It says, The Egyptians chased after them. So the title of the message is the victory, right? At the Red Sea. The victory that God gives us whenever we can get to a point of impossibilities. The victory God gives us when we come to a point where it seems as if we have made, made the end. But what God does is that he makes a bend. Amen. He has a, he has a B on the word end to give us a bend, which means it's a new direction. He changes the course. Amen. What the children of Israel, 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 the Israel wanted to do was to turn back to go back to the opposite direction where they came from, where their problem was. But what God did was he paved a way for them. Hallelujah. He says, the Egyptians chased after them. Your problem seems as if it keeps chasing you. The challenges you have seems as if it is hung on your body like, like, like a mark to keep following you wherever you go. Says, and all the horses and chariots of Pharaoh, these are all the demon, demonic forces, all the devils in hell. It's as if, it seems as if they have been released after you. And all the horses and chariots of Pharaoh and his horsemen and his army overtook them camping by the sea. Hmm. The Egyptians chased after them, and all the horses and chariots of the of Pharaoh and the horse and his horsemen and his army overtook them. So actually, the children of Israel were overtaken by the army of Pharaoh. <laughs> That's the point where you feel as if you're drowning. The water has covered you. You're drowning. Forget it that God has kept a small pipe beside that beside where you are struggling. So you just put it in your mouth, keep breathing. Amen. The water may have submerged you, but you have not drowned. Why? Look at that which God has placed before you. Just pick it and put it in your mouth and keep breathing. And what happens is that the enemy will come and look, you are not found. But there's a way that you are surviving. Amen. So the Egyptians chased after them and all the horses and chariots of Pharaoh and his horsemen and his army overtook them. I've never come across this to really see that the army of Pharaoh actually overtook them. Camping. So they were actually resting when the enemy came and overtook them. Remember one of the scriptures that I gave in this moment of prayer was that if you if your faith fails in the day of adversity, your strength is small. When you sleep when the enemy is coming to sow in tears among your wheat, your faith is small. We should always watch and pray. Stand guard all the time. Verse 10 says, When Pharaoh got closer, the Israelites looked up. <laughs> they were awakened. And there were the Egyptians marching after them, and they were terrified. <laughs> they were terrified. Not just afraid, they were terrified. The Israelites cried out to the Lord, and they said to Moses. So they cried to the Lord, they did not say to the Lord, they said that to Moses. Is it because there are no graves in Egypt? <laughs> That you have taken us away for to die in the desert, they have not even crossed the Red Sea. Amen. What in the world have you done to us by bringing us out of Egypt? God, you took us out of the place of bondage, you took us out of this problem, and we thought we have already reached the promised land. 
But yet we keep seeing that the enemy is still around us. We keep feeling as if the world is crumbling around us. Was it not, would it not have been better that I stayed in the world and be comfortable therein, knowing that there is no God that can cry unto, but yet I have chosen to follow the path that you've set before me. I am praying every day. I'm trusting you. Instead, it feels as if I don't have a God. Is there something else I need to do for you to see that I'm in need, that I need your help? I know of the promises that you have, you gave towards me. You gave us the Israelites promises about that where we are going to. But it seems as if at the more each step we take, the enemy takes two steps closer. So what in the world have you done to us by bringing us out of Egypt? <laughs> Verse 12, isn't this what we told you in Egypt? <laughs> you tell God that I'm comfortable where I am. Because why? I, yes, I am with the devil. He doesn't bother me because I, I, I keep, my life is okay. But why is that now that I've decided to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit? He said, I find that I'm just meeting more challenges. And the, the further I go, the harder it seems to become. Every level I'm taking, I'm seeing new devils. So isn't this what we told you in Egypt? Leave us alone so that we can serve the Egyptians. Leave me, let me go and solve my problems. Let me stay in my comfort zone where there's things are there. I don't care. Leave me, let me serve the demons. Let me serve the manipulations of the devil. Let me give in to the whims and the whimsicals of the enemy. Because it is better for us to serve, serve the Egyptians than to die in the desert. Forget to know that God is the God that makes a way in the wilderness, that brings water out of a rock. God is the God that makes oasis in the wilderness that makes vegetation, lush vegetation to spring up in the desert where there is dryness, there is limitation, everything seems bleak God says trust me in the book of Psalms is it Proverbs 3 verse 5 trust in the Lord, lean with all your heart, lean, do not lean on your own understanding in all your ways acknowledge him in all your ways acknowledge him though it may seem impossible though it may seem difficult though it may seem as if there is no hope the bible says abraham even against hope he believed in hope he considered not the deadness of his own body neither that of sarah's womb but he trusted god so because it is better for us to serve the jesus than to die in the desert verse 30 says, moses said to the people there's somebody who has confidence in God who trusts, you see that Moses himself was, did not have doubt in him yeah. he did you see Moses was not afraid he was, but what kept him standing was what he has seen God do through his hands yeah. what, he, what kept him standing was the promises that were, were, was what, was what happened was the thing that happened to him when he was in the, in the wilderness, when God had to call him out from the burning bush, where it was, there was fire but nothing was being consumed when he put dipped his hand in his pocket and became leprous, dipped his hand, it was, it, was, it was okay. Took his rod, dropped it on guy, became a serpent, picked it up from the tail. It became his rod again. And God said, what do you have in hand? What do you have in your hand? Moses was looking at what he could probably have outside of his realm. God was looking at what he had available. So Moses said to the people, do not fear. Stand firm and see the salvation of the Lord. Do not fear. 
Stand firm. The Bible says Abraham, he, did, he staggered not at the promises of God through unbelief, but he was strong in faith, giving glory to God. Trusting that he who started a good work will surely finish it. God told Moses, I'll take, go and take my children out of Egypt to the promised land. Moses walked from, of, on that promise, take them out to the promised land. He did not care what was happening in between. Do not fear. There's an exclamation sign. It was an emphasis. Stand firm. What the devil does is he keeps rocking the boat, seeing if we jump into the water. But like we say, once he's rocking the boat, look at the, the master who is there sleeping. The Bible says he's the author and finisher of our faith. We look on to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. So we look at the master sleeping and resting. What do we need to do? He says, come on to me, all you that are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. The wind may beat. It may hit the boat. It is moving left and right. All you need to do is what? Trust in the master. He says, stand firm and see the salvation. See the sotera. See the saving of the Lord. Salvation, the salvation here was not uh, the word of uh, receiving Christ. Amen. In Greek, the word is sotera, which means saving. It has to do with so many other things, both physically, spiritually, financially, in every aspect. Deliverance. Stand firm and see the saving of the Lord that he will provide for you today. For the Egyptians that you see today, you will see there, you will never ever see again. The Egyptians that you see today, you will never ever see today. The Egyptians you see, it's not like the children of Egypt never had any other encounter with the children of Egypt after they left the, the promised land. They still had contacts. They still had things to do. Because if that's why even when, when Jesus Christ was born, Herod wanted to kill Jesus. What, where did God ask uh, uh, Joseph to go? Egypt. There was Moses was being specific to the Egyptians he was talking to. The problems you see today, these ones that you see today, not the ones of tomorrow, the ones that are following you now, the ones that are chasing after you, the ones you see today, you shall see them never, ever again. So the problems you are seeing today, look at it from the side of where one Moses was declaring. This is what you are seeing today, you will not see them ever again. But like I said, the truth of Israel encountered the Egyptians after. They were other challenges that made them on the way. But that predicament at that moment was that these people are coming to kill us, take our life away from us. But Moses says, stand still and see the service of the Lord that he will provide for you today. God did not provide the weapons to fight because our weapons of warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. The Egyptians were the strongholds. Were they pulled down? Yes. The water pulled them down and they drowned under. Imagine the weight of that water upon them. They counted the strength of their numbers. But Moses trusted in the saving of the Lord's hand. The enemy saw that they were too many. They had all the weapons to be able to kill everybody, to defeat everybody, to bring them in under submission. But Moses saw the mighty hand of God. The Bible says his eyes moved to and was seeking womb to show himself mighty. His eyes are not shut, are not blind that he cannot see, not that he has ears, deaf that he cannot hear. His hand is not shut that he cannot reach to save us. Even when we are drowning, he's there to bring us out. Says the Egyptian that you see today, specific, you will never ever see again. Hallelujah. 
when God spoke to, to Moses to Abraham in, in Genesis 15, verse 1, it says, After this things, the Lord, the word of the Lord came to Abraham, Abraham in a vision. Fear not, Abraham. I am your shield and the one who will reward you in great abundance. God is our shield. And to these days, He has given us weapons to use, armors to put on. The Bible says, put on the whole armor of God. That you may be able to stand against the devices, against the trickery of the enemy. And what is one of the, the armor? Faith. And faith is our shield. Amen. Faith is our shield. God says, I am your shield. Today we say, my faith, the faith I have in God is my shield. To be able to quench all the fiery darts that the enemy shoots. Mm. In 1 Samuel chapter 12, verse 16, the Bible says, Samuel was talking. He says, so now take your positions and watch this great thing. Where do we need to take our positions? In, in the place of faith, in the place of prayer, in our closet, in our secret place. We need to take up our positions, stand the gap for our family, and watch this great thing that the Lord is about to do in your sight. Watch this great thing that the Lord is about to do in your sight. But you need to first of all take your position. Watch. In New Testament, say watch and pray. In 2 Corinthians chapter 20, verse 7, the Bible says you will not fight in this battle. <laughs> Why? When we keep praying in the New Testament, we say we are not pri- we are not fighting to victory. We are fighting from a place of Victory. We are not fighting to conquer. We are fighting. We are. We are. We are fighting. We are. We are standing in a place of conquest. The Bible says in Romans chapter eight, after verse thirty-one, says in all these things we are more than conquerors. Chronicles twenty seventy says you will not fight in this battle. Take your positions. Stand and watch the Lord deliver you. O Jerusalem and O Judah. Don't be afraid and don't panic. Tomorrow, march out towards them. The Lord is with you. Face your problem head on. You don't turn your back against your enemy. You face him. People don't get afraid because of how big your back is. People can get afraid because of the way you look in your face. When people want to spar against each other, what do they do? They face themselves, right? The other person can become afraid. They see how the person twists the face. <laughs> Romans chapter 8 from verse verse 28 and we know all things work together for good to them that love God all things work together for good to those to them that love God remember before you love God God first loved you to them who are the called according to his purpose verse 29 for whom he did for no for no is to know before right Beforehand, he also predestinated to be conformed to the image of his son that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. And we are in the as we are citizens of the commonwealth of Israel of heaven. He's the he's the he's the firstborn among many brethren. 30. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, then he also called. And whom he caught, then he also justified. And whom he justified, then he also glorified. Remember, he said in John chapter 17, I'm sure verse 20 or 22, he says, The glory which you have given me, I have given them. 
Verse 31. What shall we say then to these things? If God be for us, it's a conditional statement. If God be for us, who can be against us? It's a question. If you know that God is for you, who can be against you? Uh, 32. He that did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Freely give us all things. Freely give us all things. Freely give us all things. The victory we are looking for, God has freely given us all things. 33. Who shall lay anything to the church of God's elect? It is God that justified. Nobody can condemn you. Verse 34. Who is he that condemns? It is Christ that died. Yeah, rather that he is risen again. Who is even at the right hand of God? Right hand is a place of authority. Who also makes intercession for us? Hey, Christ is making intercession for us. <laughs> the Bible says the Holy Spirit makes intercession for us as well. The Bible now you are getting here that Christ makes intercession for us. 35. Who shall separate us from the love of God? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? 36. As it is written, for your sake we are killed all day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. 37. <laughs> no. In all these things, we are more than conquerors to him that loved us. In all those things that we named, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. That if I'm, if I'm persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor death, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Can I have a good amen? Amen. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. The children of Israel, despite the limitations that they had, despite their murmuring, their clamoring, and them rejecting what God has given them, nothing could separate God from the love He had for them. Hallelujah. Nothing could separate God. God still had to deliver them. His promises are yes and amen. When He says a thing, He, he must come to pass. Hmm. Hallelujah. In Ezra 14, 30, the Bible says, So the Lord saved Israel on that day from the power of the Egyptians. And Israel saw the Egyptians dead on the shore of the sea. That's how we shall be able to see. We shall see our enemies fall before us in the name of Jesus. That which men have spoken against us, we shall see it hitting a brick wall in the name of Jesus. Where there may be impossibility, we shall see the possible hand of God working and being alive and active in the name of Jesus. Let us only stand and be courageous and see the salvation of the Lord. Glory to God. Verse 14 of Exodus 13, uh, Exodus uh, 14. It says, The Lord will fight for you. The Lord will fight for you, and you can be still. And in verse 15, the Bible says, The Lord, the Lord said to Moses, Why do you cry out to me? <laughs> Sometimes God doesn't want us to cry because He has given us the ability to do what to overcome. In Luke chapter 19, verse 10, verse, chapter 19, verse 10, verse 9, the Bible says, or just like told us the disciples, behold, I have given you authority over all the devices, over all the ability of the enemy. 
You shall trample upon snakes and scorpions. Nothing shall my enemies hurt you. So the Lord said to Moses, why do you cry out to me? Tell the Israelites, Israelites to move on. Sometimes ignore the devil. Ignore his advances. Ignore the, his presence and do what? Move on. And as for you, <laughs> Moses, lift up your staff and extend your hand towards the sea and divide it so that Israelites may go through the middle of the sea on dry ground. Why did God say on dry ground? The sea was supposed to have, make the, the floor of the seabed wet. That was, a dub, that was even a triple miracle. The sea parted ways and it was held in place and the ground, dry, ground was dry. Three miracles in one action. And what do we have in our hand? We don't need to have the rod of, 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 of Moses. We need to have the word of God. The Bible says the word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the dividing asunder of soul and marrow, and the discerner of the thoughts and intents of their heart. So what we need to divide this day is what the word of God, which the Bible says it's the sword of the spirit. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And the Egyptians will know that I am Lord. The Egyptians will know. The devil will know. We keep being, being reminded that God is Lord of our own. Hallelujah. Let us be on our feet. We hope you've been blessed by this message from the Tower Church Gathering. God bless you.